two, three, action. Hey, you don't believe in kafar bastards. I'm going to turn no, you to No, no, What? What's with the gun? Proper replica, man. It's too small, man. Not too small, brother. Big hands. The way to stop the feds tracking you is very simple. You eat your SIM card. Can I cook mine? They're total idiots, so I can't even get them to stir the tea without smashing a window. My plan is, though, to put a bomb on a crow. We're way beyond crows now, Fessy. Answered the call, bro. Training camp. Pakistan. <laughs> Watch. What? That's a drone. You gotta take it out. Must have been God's plan. Of course, so how could that be God's plan? Well, it can't be God's plan to leave the lads with Barry, can it? Why do we need a training camp anyway? We're primed. We don't need some tramp up a mountain telling us to set a fuse. What we're gonna do is got a blast in history. Echo through the ages. Blow something up. What are we gonna blow up, Wedge? Internet. What? Costume. We can, we can disguise the gear in there, and it's perfect. Waiting for the fun run, lads? Yeah, we're, 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 we're gonna die in that gear, lads. It's all for a good cause, though. Yeah. It's not gonna go off! No, you, you're confused, bro. I'm not confused, brother. I just took a picture of my face. It's definitely not my confused face. What are you doing? I think I'm taking pictures. What? Barry says you come out blurry. Turn the books off your head. I'm not showing an image. Hey, brother, I'm the moonlight. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Movie Humpers. Hi. I'm Bob Sham. I'm Angela. The sounds you may hear are dogs. And you do like pineapple on pizza. It's just how it is. I do like someone, pineapple on someone pizza. Someone heard that and went, oh. I know. And you I'm know like, what? there's a, is life not as enough of a struggle? I just want to say. Yeah. I don't even really, I don't eat pineapple on pizza, but I don't care. I don't understand why people have to like fight on this hill. That said, don't put ketchup on your hot dogs, you nasty cuts. <laughs> I, I put ketchup on hot dogs. I'm uh, very Chicagoan when it comes to hot dogs. You put ketchup on hot dogs. That is the best dogs. way. The Chicago-style dog is the best way to eat a hot dog. You put ketchup on your hot dogs. Okay. Get out. It is a... It's over. No, wait. No, I'm not getting wait out. Wait until after um... we record, and then you're out of here. <laughs> no, I... Uh, it's a holdover from my childhood. If If I sometimes... If I need a snack, I might, and we have hot dogs, I might truly just, like, throw a hot dog in the microwave and dip it in ketchup. Look, but if it's got bread on it and stuff, there's no ketchup near it. We're from some country-ass white trash stock, all right? Yeah, we, you should be glad I'm not eating deviled on ham shit. on Ritz crackers, okay? I mean, that's the next step. Or not even Ritz crackers, club crackers. Deviled ham on club crackers. You were just talking about microwaving hot dogs and dipping them in ketchup. That's not a winning... That's, life's not going great in I'm not scenario. eating Vienna sausages so, out of the can, you, you, though. You can't. That's not that bad compared to it. I could go. Is that really worse? Yeah, I think Vienna sausages is worse than but hot dogs. But it's like, it's just like a dance step <laughs> away. The only thing difference is you put up enough effort to microwave it. Have I ever told you that my... Uh, Probably. My... Go ahead. <laughs> 
sure you might know, but other people might not know. Oh, sure. Of that course. my grandpa used to do the club cracker, which is, you know, the little rectangular cracker with peanut butter and mayonnaise. Mm. That was his thing, was peanut butter mm. and mayonnaise on a cracker. I can't. I can't imagine combining those things. I would never eat it now, but I know when I was a kid, I would occasionally. But he was also, like, eating sardines out the can, which you do, which I thought was gross. I got a lot of sardines that we bought when the pandy started. Have you even, did we, have, have you eaten any of them? Do we have to throw them out? None. I, I have until December. You rude. We should start giving them to the cats. Yeah, we should. We can, We need to rinse the olive oil off of them, though. Oh, yeah. But that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, movie humpers. <laughs> and we are getting to none of the people. I don't think anyone in the uh, movie we're talking about is a part of the food culture we just went through because they are, you know, uh, Pakistani characters yeah. that are raised in English. This is an English movie. This is the movie we last randomly generated. They talk about a lot of beans on toast and stuff, and that is one thing that I know that is an English thing that I do not understand is beans for breakfast. Yeah. So they have their own weird things. Yeah, I mean, uh, people have taken some real shots at the English way of eating. But also, I don't care. Eat your beans for it, breakfast. It's fun it's to none make. None of my business. It's fun to make fun of them. Like it's to also be okay like, that I eat hot dogs with ketchup sometimes. They're good at desserts. Mm-hmm. You know, got to give them that. Didn't Tim Tams come from over there? Australia. I mean, did the did Ind cuisine from India save English eating? Yeah, it we did. love Indian food. Yeah, that'd probably be the thing we'd go eat there all the time if we went there. Yeah, and cake. But are we going to eat like <clears throat> beans for breakfast? I would try it. Probably not. They got they I'd try it. They have the full English. Where it's got all kinds of shit on it. Isn't it like sausage? They eat insane when they wake up and then like a little bit. That's healthier. During lunch and then a dinner and then a sense and then a, a shake like Tommy Lasorda or something. The bigger, if you eat a bigger fast. meal earlier in the day, your body has more time to like process it and digest it. Some people buy into that concept of like, if you're trying to lose weight, but you really want pizza, eat pizza for breakfast. And then you like burn it off through the day. Well. You heard it here, folks. We're doctors. Four Lions is the movie we're discussing. It was randomly generated. And this movie is directed by Chris Morris, who is a satirist, a humorist, pretty notorious in England, more known over there. He uh, he did uh, uh, the uh, fake radio show On the Hour. He mm. did uh, The Day to Day and Brat's Eye, which a lot of these conceptually kind of predates The Daily Show. They were like the BBC's... Like, they're spoofy versions of BBC radio and TV stuff. Yeah. Talk shows and stuff like that. Really funny shit, but mostly known to our friends across the pond. And he helped launch the careers of Steve Coogan. A lot of, like, British actors you see have show, have been in bits of his back in the 90s, early 2000s. And he worked, of course, with Armando Iannucci. And you can see that specific influence and style with all these guys, Steve Coogan, Iannucci, and this guy. Yeah, well, and this movie has, like, Riz Ahmed, which I don't know his... I don't know why I know his name, but I know his name. Yeah, all, like these, he's, all these guys are familiar. Uh, Kayvon, I can't think of his last name. Novak. Kayvon, Kayvon Novak, Novak. He's who's in uh, What this, We Do in the Shadows, the, the television the show. The TV show, he's great in that. I adore him. And in this movie, he, like, 
broke my heart. This is a very, this is another one of those movies that is like, has some of the funniest moments yes. and is also so heartbreaking. The, the this school this school of humor this uh, Chris Morris Ianucci Coogan style humor mm -hmm. the conversational you know we complain about this in like these superhero movies mm -hmm. it just sounds so forced but these movies have and including this one that we're discussing as a conversational type of humor that is genuinely really funny yeah. because I mean this isn't a big budget movie it completely relies on human interaction and we're talking about, and this came out in 2010 right wow yeah so this is right at the ass end of the 2000s the london bombing shit happened in like 2005 six seven one of those years and uh so there was a lot of panic around that and it's funny how it all changed it all shifted into all the bullshit the Trumpism era we got here, mm -hmm. the increase of war and the Obama administration. I, people kind of seem to forget how one led right into the other. Yeah. You kind of don't really have all that. And so this movie kind of culminating and all the, the panic, the uh, like the anti-Islamic panic that we had a lot of here in America. And so Chris Morris, of course, uh, culminating a decade of anxiety in the Western world releases a satirical spoof comedy about four men living in, uh, they live in like Sheffield or something. It's not even London. And they are, they plan on, uh, they can't come to a conclusion at first, but they plan on suicide bombing something. Yes. But the thing is, they're stupid as fuck. They're dumb as shits. And one of my favorite characters is the Caucasian dude. Barry. He's he's played by Nigel Lindsay, and he's like he's like the the white dude in the group of Pakistani men who, or at least I don't know if the actors are actually Pakistani, but they are they are you know what, portraying portraying Pakistani English uh, men. But Barry is like if Walter Sobjek was uh is and is, from Big Lebowski was an Islamic jihadist. Mm -hmm. Uh Barry's probably a little more a little more cowardly than Walter when it mm. comes down to the brass tacks, but mm -hmm. uh but it's just so funny like he's like I'm more al-Qaeda than you are. All right, I'm coming. Oh, you want Baggy Steptoe now, do you? Listen, I am the most al-Qaeda one here. Think of the group, Barry. Think of what we're trying to do, right? It's best to stay here, bro. You're a liability and you're a loose cannon. What? Bollocks on my liability. I am the invisible jihadi. They seek him here, they seek him there, but he's not there. He's blowing up your slag sister. Invisible? Yeah. Right, like the time you got on the local news for baking a Twin Towers cake and leaving it at the synagogue on 9-11. That is part of the plan. I just... His fucking car breaks down. He's always having issues with his car. And it breaks down. He's like, fucking Jew pots in the car. <laughs> it's like... And literally one part, Omar goes... What parts of the car? Are, are what Jewish. parts of the car are Jewish? What are you fucking talking about, man? The lead character, Omar. So racist. Uh, played by Riz Ahmed. Uh, he's kind of the one that's a little more driven, a little more together. Like his his, his buddy is uh, played by Kevin Novak. Waj. Waj is really, he's like the dumbest one. He's the dumbest one, but he's like the heart. Yeah, he's got like, you can tell he's actually a good guy. Yeah. And FaZe is also extremely dumb because he bought all this uh, uh, bleach or... Faisal. He bought all this stuff to make bombs from the same store. And he said, oh, I did different voices. Yeah. And, and then... No, I, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing for like a really good time when he does 
woman voice? They're like, what's the woman voice? Sounds just like his voice. And they're like, but you have a beard. And he goes, I cover my beard. I covered it like this. Like this. And he's going like this. And he's like, hello, can I have some peroxide? And it's like, what and it's the like, fuck? why would a woman cover her face like that? He goes, because she, because has, she a... has a beard. <laughs> I still like, can't even. I also, this is an actor who you've seen. You've seen him. Mm-hmm. I tried to look up his credits, and it's like I've seen most of the stuff he's been in, but I can't remember him in it specifically. But he has such a memorable face, and I know that like he's so good. Like he's one of those people who's just everywhere. Yeah, yeah. He's great, but you're right. Like he's a big dumb dumb, but he's more scared. Mm. Okay. So the thing about Wodge is that Wodge is like he's sort of like the little brother character to Omar. Yeah. Riz Ahmed. So. Omar's like the leader. Waj is like this guy that you, they don't say any of this, but you get this idea that they've been running for their whole lives together. The other guys are newer, maybe. Maybe maybe they've known Faisal for a long time. Faisal is um, uh, Omar's wife's brother. Oh, I didn't catch that bit. Yeah. Okay, okay. And also related to the, the more pious Muslim guy that comes around and they the spray brother. Him, that's, they spray that's, him water that's Omar's brother, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Like, Omar is, like, willing to suicide bomb himself for the cause. Yeah. But he's not as religious as his brother. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, they, of course, they side religion. They seem to be more, a little more modern. This kind of tracks, especially... Um, secular. What little I understand about, like, you know, the... Um, especially well they popped off later on but the isis groups they recruited very young there is like a um an ideological conflict with his brother-in-law that comes around and the brother-in-law is like that's his brother literally religious very much goes by the islamic teachings Mm -hmm. but he's questioning the motives of violent suicide bombers Mm -hmm. and Omar, who's going to destroy, and I think it's all wrapped up in like, you know, legitimate complaints about Western imperialism and stuff. But I, I, so I think it's coming from like a real place. But of course, like, uh, apparently, like these these groups, especially like in ISIS, which would pop off later, well, after this movie was made, they recruited young, like Mm -hmm. young men, often young, well-to-do men, educated men would easily be recruited by yeah. these groups yeah. and uh and it would be like the older generations who had seen much that were a lot more kind of moderate or a little more like hey we you don't want to go about it like this it was almost like inverted with our country where yeah. the older folks seemed to talk all the shit and the younger folks seemed to be a little more at least liberal minded yeah it was interesting to me the home life so omar has a wife and a child mm. and yeah like his brother does come around and his brother like won't won't look at the woman directly and doesn't want to go in the same room as yeah. her. But there is still, you can tell there's still a playful love there. But like, he's like, I can't come in. I can't stand in the same room as your wife. But but the the thing at home is like, it's such a conversation between him and his wife and his son. And I, I imagine like you almost have to do it that way because it's like, you have to like get the kid used to the idea that your dad is going to die for the greater belief yeah. Right. Because otherwise, all of a sudden your dad's just dead and you don't understand why. And it's like this kid truly like they like kind of include him a little bit in the conversation. Like they don't say it specifically like I'm going to go strap a bomb to myself and die. But there are these kind of like they kind of talk freely about martyrdom. Yeah. You know, 
And the kid seems to be like very like he understands mm-hmm. kind of that his dad is fighting something, you, you know? And you, you see that their end goal is stupid. It's terrible. It's nothing you approve of. It's so dumb. But it's weird that there is like a like a very heartfelt, you feel the heart between them. Yeah. And they often reference it and it becomes, you know, an, an amorphous concept as it keeps going deeper into the movie where they tell each other to listen to, listen to your, your heart. heart. What does your heart say? Because the heart's supposed to be driven by Allah. Mm-hmm. And so, and we, we'll get deeper into that and what that means when mm-hmm. people do listen to their heart or when they don't, but, uh, they do, uh, meet up with a guy named Hassan while Omar and ha and, uh, Waj go to Pakistan to train with the Mujahideen. Yeah. Uh, but they fuck it up. <laughs> they fuck it up. They, they see a drone flying and they go to attack it, but they have the rocket launcher backwards and, uh, and they actually shoot behind them and shoot the meeting of the Mujahideen that they're supposed to be earning the respect to go meet. They blow up their whole encampment and they like kill all these major Mujahideen. And you find it at the very end. That Osama bin Laden was in that <laughs> they camp. killed Osama bin Laden. Of course, this movie came out before he was killed. And... Which is hilarious. <laughs> but the whole reason they were there anyway and had the ability to like try to kill this drone and murder Osama bin Laden was because Waj like wanted to do a video. They're always sending videos to each other, like trying to look tough. And he's like shooting. Yeah. He's like shooting like a, automatic weapons into the sky being like, I'm just trying to make my video, man. I'm just trying to make my video. And they get in trouble. And the guys are basically like, y- y'all are out. You have to stay back at the camp because you're fucking going home. So they were already on the way out and they were trying to do something good and they did something even worse. So while they're off in Pakistan. And they ran away with all their shit. Like they just took off. Barry recruits a, a rapper who does a fake suicide bombing that in like a funny. professor lecture where he like pulls it was like a council meeting or something yeah something like that this shit was i mean it's hard to really break down because there's just one funny thing after yeah. another the conversations are just so but as the film progresses more and more like it stays funny but it becomes like you know you're anticipating them attempting to do this well, you shit. realize at some point that this is going to happen and then things start happening and people start getting hurt and yeah. When Faisal dies, Faisal, their their car breaks down. They've got all this bomb making equipment. The car breaks down, so they have to run it by foot. So Faisal is running all this shit through like a field of sheep, mm-hmm. and he trips over a, like a one of those little short walls and blows himself up while they're just watching. Yeah, and they gather all of his his played for laughs. They gather up, and Faisal also has this plan to, like, attack with a suicide bombing crow. He's trying to not have to do it himself. He wants to teach yeah. the crow to suicide bomb so he doesn't have to die. He doesn't want to die. He's scared. He's the most, like, anxious one. So Faisal blows himself up along with a sheep, yeah. and they gather his parts, and they're like, we don't know which parts of the sheep really. Well, and-, and Hassan was really upset about this. Like, he actually looked, like, disturbed. Yeah. He was like, they made me put it all together and i couldn't take i couldn't separate some of it and Hussan's having like a weird like budding romance with uh like this neighbor that they live in uh, alice uh, alice who's like a little the, off she she's completely yeah off but like there's a point where they're like dancing uh to that song dancing in the moonlight mm-hmm. and they're uh, surrounded by bomb making equipment they walk in Hassan's dancing with her in their like little area where they they're making bombs and they're like what the fuck and she's like i know what's going on here oh i get it i know what's going on here 
I know what you lot are. You lot are a bunch of packy bashers. What? Mountie boys. You're all gay. <laughs> You're all gay. One of the best moments to me was when, so to, to keep their cover, Barry had to say he was gay. And you just could see that he was like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you love it, don't you? But we, we, we've got to get down to some gay business now, all of us. <laughs> yes, it's true. Like, it was very much like the last thing in the world he ever wanted to ever say. But he, that's how into it he, that's how serious he was about ba Barry it. Barry is the, the funniest fundamentalist uh, Muslim you, oh will ever, God. you will ever see on screen. Yeah. Yeah, so and so they're they're having a debate over Omar does not know what they're gonna bomb yet, but Barry is like we should bomb a mosque. <laughs> be, so be with the idea that the moderates will rise up against the Western states. Isn't it? Isn't that sort of the same like idea that like Charles Manson had? Like, yes, I'm gonna. That's what I thought when he was doing it. I was like, this feels like very Manson. It's like. We're going to do this terrible thing to incite this war because we need to start it. This has been a tactic of white supremacists in yeah. the past Is here it? in our country. Like, it sounds absurd, but there is, like, people do kind of come to these conclusions, mm -hmm. especially when they're in realms of extremity. And it seems absurd to, to Omar. And he's like, no, we're not going to do this. Never was going to do it. And they eventually come to the conclusion that, well, they go back and forth. He quits. He comes back. But they come to the conclusion that they're going to put on costumes and go bomb the London Marathon, which is interesting because yeah. it would be around three, four years later where that did happen, that the Boston Marathon yeah. happened. A, a kid, I think it was just one kid, had a pressure cooker bomb, mm -hmm. set it off there. The, the part where Omar leaves and comes back is really interesting to me because this is another time when you see him with his wife and he's left. He's not doing it. And he's, you also, there's this like thing where he's always trying to edit their videos because he's trying to like have a video to release that's good, but they always fuck it up because they're fuck ups and it's always like pointless or mm. someone starts yelling, but he's, he's kind of looking at these videos and she's, she says to him, you can't leave them with Barry. Yeah. Like you have to go and like, basically like you have to go protect Waj and Hazan and Faisal, but oh, Faisal was dead. That's he's why, that's that why boy, Omar yeah. left. And he, she's basically like, you have to go protect them. And she she says to him, what does your heart say? Here's the crazy part. She's also so into him doing this. Like, she so believes also. He wasn't going to kill himself. Yeah. And then she talked him into going back to these guys. There is... It, there is this promise of like a noble afterlife upon yeah. this act. Yeah. So if you do strongly believe in that, then maybe it's not so bad. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting seeing this couple interact because outside of him editing uh, terrorist videos and it's so funny when the RIRA gets brought up because yeah. they're like, but they're a terrorist group. It's like, yeah, come on. It's <laughs> <laughs> like jihadists. Not calling are, the kettle black. Jihadists are like, hey, no, let's not talk about the IR. It's very funny. Yeah. Uh, but aside from making all these videos and casually just talking about mm -hmm. doing this stuff with his family, they seem like any other couple out there. The other heartbreaking part, because I know we need to talk about the what happens at the marathon, is... You know, she knows this is something that's going to happen, and she doesn't know when. He doesn't know when. Really, when they make the decision to go to the marathon and do it, 
and he knows he has to leave, he goes to see her. She works at a hospital. And there's a policeman there asking her about um, her brother, I guess, because they found his head. They found Faisal's head. And so they're trying to ask her about, like, what she knows. And she's like, I don't know anything about anything. They, and did not, they did not put the head in the bag. It fell out of a tree onto a dog. And they had this whole argument where, like, Hassan thought it was a knee and Barry told him it was a head and Barry was wrong. Anyway, Barry's a fuck up. And but- throughout the movie, you see that people, especially Faisal with the crow, they're being surveyed. Oh, yeah. People are watching these guys. And so he goes to his wife and he has to pretend like he's not her husband because then the cops might then turn and ask him questions, right? Or even like take him in, whatever. And he leans over and he, he says some bullshit to her, like just basically is like such and such room needs to be cleaned, whatever. And he's like, listen, I'm going to go with my friends to the top floor and I'll see you there, okay? And you see her like realize that he's telling her, I'm going to go to heaven now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go die and she cannot say anything to him except like okay and you she's like trying to hold back it's not she's very good and he basically then makes a joke with the cops about like can i go are you gonna arrest me like you know and and the cops are like oh no man you're good but it's like this moment of like them this like double speak that they're doing this like code that they have and he didn't even say goodbye to his son yeah that was when that was the moment when i was like oh they're gonna die because I kept thinking something's going to fuck up. But obviously, like, Faisal's already dead. You know, this is, like, real stakes. kind of does. But, uh... Well, yes. So, Faisal, they they find out that they know that they have Faisal's head. Mm-hmm. So, they're all in their area, and they're freaking out. Because... And you start to see, like, police forces and stuff start to surround a building while they're talking. Think that they're going to... About to get arrested. But because Faisal is connected with the more peaceful, pious Muslim man... They actually invade his building, a man who's not Omar's going to, brother. who's not going to commit any violence, and then they arrest all these people in and they're here. They're having like a prayer group, and this is kind of the start, like where, whether it be the police or these men or these jihadists, anyone with the a capacity for violence or the power and ability to commit it, is completely inept, mm-hmm. including the British law enforcement. Mm-hmm. We eventually decide yeah we're gonna go do this shit so there's a part there's something about the london marathon where you can dress up like a funny animal and uh run so they're gonna dress up in a costume and they're strapped up with bombs and they encounter a policeman who's very nice to them yeah and then hassan the rapper who you have who always seems to have some kind of visual doubt uh they're getting away with it but then he runs up to the cop and he puts his he's dressed like a clown or something Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, I've got a bomb, but I didn't do it on purpose. It's an accident. It's an accident. Yeah. So he's trying to explain, like, no, I have a bomb. I have a, I have a bomb, but I didn't mean to have a bomb. Yeah, because it was like, sort of not real to him until the cop made a joke about, oh, you're going to die in those outfits because it's hot. And, of course, you can trigger these bombs with phones. That's how they, so blow, up by, that's how they blow up IEDs. And so Barry dials the number, blows the sign up. It strikes Omar because Omar's all about, it's got to be your choice. Mm-hmm. And the choice was taken away from Hassan right there. Mm-hmm. So that makes it very different than just choosing to do it. Actually, we should get right before this where he's talking to Waj and he says, we're going into it. And he's like, Waj, um, do, what does your heart tell you to do? And, and Waj goes, uh, it's telling me this is a bad idea that I shouldn't do this. And, 
and that's a very striking scene because Waj just becomes the most honest about how yeah. he feels. And then Omar, and he regrets this later, he basically convinces him to reverse his brain and his heart's thoughts. Yeah, because the brain is like, well, we're already here. We're already into it. We can't back out. So he's like, you got to switch him. So when Hassan... The wood is in your brain and it's confusing you. When know? Barry explodes Hassan... I think that's what they called it. Omar suddenly turns. He doesn't want to do it anymore. But they're all getting split up and they're all having to run from the authorities. Benedict Cumberbatch makes an appearance. That's because uh, Waj point. ends up in a kebab shop. Yeah. And he has hostages. Yeah. And they've closed the gate down. And Benedict Cumberbatch is the man who calls him to try to like, what are your demands? And he's like, I don't have any demands. Yeah. And he's in the kebab shop with other Muslim men. He's not even going to yeah. blow up like anybody other than other Muslims. It becomes, oh, he's almost, without blowing up the mosque itself, he's pretty much going to do that, right? Yeah. And then Omar's uh, like desperately trying to find a phone to talk to him because he wants to tell him not to do it. You don't have to do it. Barry, um, he pulls out because there's a thing where they eat the SIM cards. Oh my god! And Omar is like, you know, they can still track it inside of you. So Barry, uh, he's like, they're not going to find me, and he swallows the SIM card. Then he starts choking, and then this good Samaritan comes up to give him the Heimlich. Of course, he's strapped with explosives, and they blow up. Mm -hmm. So at this point, the police know that there are uh, bombers in costumes. And so there's this part where they think Omar's dressed like a bear. He's just like some orange monster. Oh, my God, right. And the cop shoots someone dressed like Chewbacca, and they have this whole confused conversation. Like, the police are completely inept. And there's this point where, like, uh, where Benedict Cumberbatch is trying to talk to Waj, but he's like, he's trying to talk to Waj and be like, could you help me out here? Cause like, this is, I'm not very good at this. Yeah. Like, like he's doing please, like, can we talk about a, girls? A complete shit job, like trying to convince him to come out. Like, ineptitude, like all, like all over the place. It's so funny, but sad at the same time. So, Omar, he's lost his, the SIM card's gone because Barry ate his SIM card. And so he's trying to get a new one, yeah. but he has to borrow someone's phone. Uh, Waj won't answer the phone because it's an unknown number. And like the dudes that he's holding, the he's got one dude left that he's holding hostage. Yeah. He's like, answer the phone. And the dude answers the phone. And he, and it's Omar. And Omar's trying to get him to basically stand down, yeah. essentially. And it's right then where the police come in or whatever their equivalent of the SWAT or the feds or whatever. And you see them just start opening fire. And then it pans and it, you see Waj there and he's fine. They shot his hostage, thinking the hostage because was the one. Waj had scooted the explosives next to that guy. Mm -hmm. And while Omar is trying, unsuccessfully tries to get Waj to just turn himself in because he tells him that's what he's going to do, then the kebab place explodes with all the police in it. And they make some jokes about like what they're going to bomb, and one is like a drugstore. And so at that point, Omar is just, all his friends are exploded and dead. It's not what he wanted to do. He happens to be standing by a drugstore, which he did not want to bomb, but he just runs in. Well, and the man that he worked with at the surveillance place, like he worked like, he's a security guard or something. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the guy that kind of gave him the idea. He, the guy didn't know they were going to bomb anything, but yeah, the guy yeah. was running in the marathon. So he kind of shows up and he's whose phone he borrowed and... He says to the man, because, because you know, this is supposed to be a noble, happy, proud thing that you're going to go bomb yourself. And he looks at the guy and he's like, you need to tell them that I was smiling. 
Yeah. And he's not smiling. He also, and the guy was like, he also tells him he's an MI5 as well. Yeah, he does. That's how he gets his phone. He's like, I'm a, I'm a secret agent or whatever. Um, but yeah, he's like, it might be important. Just remember to tell them there was a smile on my face. Mm. And he goes, is there a smile on your face? And he was like, and he forces one. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's so fucking sad. And then he turns around and he, yeah, cries and walks into this. It's a it's, fucking drugstore. It's really amazing. These guys are one's dumber than the next. And then the end, like you literally feel bad for people who have are suicide bombing jihadists. Like there's something, especially Waj, like because yeah. he's just so dumb. Yeah. And he was the most honest in a moment saying, like, well, my heart says this is not a good idea. And then it's just becomes a tragedy essentially at that point. It's so it's so pointless. Not mm. a single one of them dies in a quote unquote, uh, there's no valor. Yeah, none at all. And um, even if they pulled it off in the way that they wanted, that wouldn't have accomplished much. So what's much the fucking point? In either. What made me so crazy the whole time is like there was never a clearly stated like we're gonna do this and this is why because they couldn't they couldn't even get a fucking video made. It's to say like what they why they were doing what they were doing clearly. Yeah, it's just that that vague anger of youth that comes from a real place, but like, but where's it going? Where's it going? Where's where's it going to? What's it going to resolve at the end of the day? What can you do? You know, you get a little older, you see how the machinations of bullshit work, and you're just trying to survive. But when you're young and you're against something, and you understand the injustices of things, then we have instructions to bring havoc to this bullshit, consumerist, godless. Pakibashing, Gordon Ramsay, taste the different specialty cheddar, torture endorsing, massacre sponsoring, look at me dancing, pissed to me no about, sky one uncovered, who gives a fuck about dead Afghanis Disneyland? Yeah, that's why people try to recruit any group at a young age, be it like a, a group I might uh, understand a little more and others that I would straight up call terrorists, so... But yeah, that's there's no movie like no movie really like this one. It's no. definitely got that style, mm-hmm. the the Iannucci, Chris Morris style, mm-hmm. that conversational. Uh, the 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 English are good at that. That conversational uh, sense of humor. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it for a long time. Chris Morris known for having. Uh, he did brass eye. He also had brass balls. Last month, the notorious paedophile Sidney Cook was blasted into space to spend the rest of his life aboard a one-man prison vessel, posing no further threat to children on Earth. But it was revealed that an eight-year-old boy was also placed on board by mistake and is now trapped alone in space with the monster. A spokesman said, this is the one thing we didn't want to happen. And sure, we actually have a satirical, legitimately heartfelt legitimately funny comedy about radicalized Englishmen who are want to be suicide bombing jihadists and it was good it's mm-hmm. funny it was legit funny and we're so we're gonna hump these jihadists Barry may not like it that I'm gonna hump him because <laughs> he doesn't want people to think he's gay except that lady that lives in his flat can I just only hump Waj 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 is kind of a hunk. <laughs> he is a hunk. I recognized him immediately, even though he didn't have any of his hair and he looked like a baby. Because now he has like a beard and long hair. I mean, he had a short beard. Yeah. And I do love a man with a beard. Yeah. We'll go see him in uh, what we do in the shadows on the show. Uh, once you pointed that out, I was like, oh my God. These guys are everywhere. You see, we see them all around. It's just, it's just interesting to see 
this this step in their respective mm -hmm. careers, right? Mm -hmm. But very 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 good comedy movie. Yeah. Uh, our um our randomly generated movies like Cold oh, War yeah. hit pretty good. Oh my God, this has been really good. Mank been... was very middling. No, yeah. Uh, and now this one is uh, just as far as comedy. I think I predict it might be probably our our highest ranking comedy yet. So how many times are you gonna hump four lions? Gosh, I honestly, I'm I'm kind of teetering between a four point two five and like a four point five. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say four point two five. I'm gonna give it a solid four. Okay. Pretty stead on four. Yeah, I the 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 point two five. This genuinely, you fall in love with these people, and and. One of the hardest belly laughs I've had in a while. Like, this was fucking funny and tragic. Like, yeah. I just, yeah, 4.25. The best tragedies come from comedies, right? Yeah. So that brings it to a total of 8.25. We are mm -hmm. in A-tier a territory. Let me bring it up. Everyone's favorite part, watching me type. So let's see, 8.25. The question is, is it above or under Bo is Afraid? Which also got an eight point two five. Uh, Hot Shots got an eight point five. You know what? I'm gonna up mine one more point. Yeah. Four point two five. So we're gonna put above Hot Shots. Is it above Boy? Yeah. We'll put it under Akira, okay. above Boy. So at a four point five or eight point five, we got four lions honestly feel like it could be even higher what i struggle because i know i think this is a good placement but it's it, the, the i know the rankings don't matter or whatever but it is odd when you think back about what rankings you've given certain things and why you gave them those things and you know i made the comment with thief that it's a perfect movie if you wouldn't change anything about it yeah and i don't know that i would change anything about this movie like it's... it was but but it's i mean you know this is how we put a it bow on it. it. We, yeah. all, we 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 reserved the the right to go back and change anything oh, yeah. we want. That's why I like that we kind of move it around. We, oh, are we going to do a new one? We made it up to begin with. We can make it up <laughs> right. even further down the road. Right. This is how we put a bow on it. What is your ranking of a movie? It doesn't have to be our ranking. Oh no. You don't have to accept our ranking at all. I I, I would actually be curious. Uh, I've been hearing more and more about people. How, what they think about certain things with the movies we watch. Some people agree with some of what we're saying. Some people hear what we're saying, but think about it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Look, we're just talking about Tell movies. Tell us what you think. We're just talking about movies. Please, go ahead. Go ahead. But yes, it is time to randomly generate a movie. Bum, ba, da, ba. I got it pulled up here. All right. Um, none of these movies that you're showing on the screen right now I don't know why they're there. The conformist, Lemony Snicket, we're not talking about those. No, no, no. I'm going to hit this button, and whatever the fuck comes up is what we're going to watch next. What are your hopes, Angela, for the next randomly generated movie? My hope is that it's a movie prior to 1980. That's my hope. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I would agree with that. Honestly, like, I'd be down with more, more noir film, like... Or a legit, a legit black and white movie, a legit black and white movie. That would be nice. That would Not be nice. Not one made now to be black and white. Well, let's hit this button and find out what's going to happen. Hitting the button, generate, and 
Oh my God. Mm -mm. What is it? I can't read it. It's a Roger Moore James Bond movie. Really? 1973's Live and Let Die. Yes! And you've never seen this. I've only seen one James Bond movie. I can't believe that. I still I've can't only believe seen that. GoldenEye. This is a good one. And now we're going to watch a randomly generated movie. Die. Live and Let Die. This will be, I mean, I, barely, I don't even remember GoldenEye. So this might as well just be my very first James Bond movie. I'm actually kind of excited. This is a good randomly generated movie. This is also, okay, yeah, forget about GoldenEye because that's like modern James Bond. This is, these are the good James Bond movies. And the fact that we're watching Roger Moore before we get into, uh, what's his face? Pierce Brosnan. No, um, uh, who was the James Bond for so long? Why, Sean, I, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Roger Moore is my favorite James Bond. So I'm very excited about this. And we'll see how I feel now because I haven't watched it since I was little, but we watched all the James Bonds all the time. What about the Craigulator, Daniel Craig? He's fine, but like Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig, it just doesn't give me the same feeling. Like I'll watch them, like Casino Royale was fun. Like they're always fun, but the newer ones feel more like, I don't know, like a Mission Impossible or something. These are more like, I don't know, I just like the style mm. of the way that it was pre-1990. I, rem I, I, I remember um, seeing clips of that one where uh, Sean Connery uh, disguised himself as Chinese. Oh, my God. We'll I mean, pull. listen, they're not all uh, politically correct. <laughs> hey, if we ever drop breakfast at Tiffany's, we'll have some very interesting conversations well, about uh, people dressing up in, as other ethnicities. Yeah, the past is more racist. We know. We know. We know, folks. We're all perfect now. Nothing to complain about now. <laughs> no, God. All right. Well, all right. Um, uh, check the show notes for all links and places to find us. Yep. And? Death to all traitors. Death to all traitors. Death to all traitors.